farming practices and soil structure. Live machinery will be in operation and all are welcome. After three years, Waterworld Bondoran is back. We're now open every day throughout the summer. Experience the three-lane multi-slide, the wave pool and rapids, the twister, tornado and gravity speed slides, the pirate's galleon ship, kids toddler pool and more. Booking essential. So get your tickets now at waterworldbondoran.com and find us on Facebook. Okay, it's time for our Monday Focus, and our focus is on Bitcoin. And uh, we're joined by Dinny Collins, who runs Crypto with Dinny. Good morning to you, Dinny. How are you getting on? Good morning, Greg. Thanks for having me on. It's good to have you with us. You have a workshop coming up on the 30th of June called Bitcoin Basics. It's at 7 p.m. online, and we'll discuss how people can access that uh, if they want to. Right, so what is uh, Bitcoin? So if we trade Bitcoin, what precisely are we trading? So what Bitcoin done is Bitcoin created property rights on the digital world, okay? So how I like to explain Bitcoin, Bitcoin is many things. Bitcoin is money, Bitcoin is digital gold, Bitcoin is digital property, and Bitcoin is an investment asset. It's even a currency in some parts of the world. So it's difficult to understand it, but a baby step that I like to take people through is Bitcoin is digital gold, because we understand the digitization of things. Bitcoin shares all the characteristics of physical gold, but it's just in a digital form. So in my hand, I'm holding a gold coin, a one ounce gold coin, and all the great properties of gold that have allowed this to be monetized for thousands of years. Bitcoin shares all these properties, but it not only shares them, like most things that are digital, it's 10x better on them all. So just like I'm holding a CD in my hand, and you guys will understand these, that we we transformed this physical CD um, to a digital version. So rather than me carrying around CDs when I'm going jogging and they scratch, and I have to carry the physical CD, I can now access all the music in the world, anywhere in the world, on anyone's device, because I use digital music now. So Bitcoin is is basically digital gold. Yes, but the, the value from gold is, uh, you know, its availability. So how is the uh, value of, of Bitcoin? In other words, talk to me a little bit about its mining uh, and, and its yeah. existence albeit in a digital sense, and how we couldn't have a situation whereby someone just says, here's a million Bitcoins, and then that devalues uh, a Bitcoin. So, like, I think we can understand why gold is valuable because it's precious and there's not much of it necessarily. So where does the value uh, and the limits on Bitcoin come from? Okay, great question. So where does Bitcoin come from? We call it mining, so it's similar to mining gold. Mining gold takes tremendous amounts of energy. We see that TV shows... And Bitcoin is the same. It takes energy to create Bitcoin. So nobody can just draw up a Bitcoin and say, I've got some Bitcoin. Well, they can. They're called altcoins, alternative coins, where people will create them and then market them to the public, to retail people to try and get them to invest in them because they think it might be the next Bitcoin. But the process to acquire Bitcoin is the same for everyone. You either have to mine Bitcoin, which means you have to purchase Bitcoin mining hardware and infrastructure, and then you have to burn your own electricity to create it. Or you can buy Bitcoin on the open market and you can buy it from exchanges or brokers. So where yeah. does the fluctuation come from? Because the one thing it, one thing would concern me about it is, is that someone like Elon Musk, who's hugely influential, don't get me wrong, but he can make a comment uh, and, and the, the, the value of someone's investments could dramatically fall uh, or he could make a comment and the value of someone's investments could drastically increase. I mean, is it unique in that it is so... Uh, not susceptible because that shows a sign of weakness, but it's so uh, easily manipulated by, say, for instance, one individual's comments. 
Yeah, like I'd, I'd sort of push back on that a little bit and say... Oh, 100%. Yeah, hey, I'm bluffing here with questions. Push back, <laughs> to, you blue, push back to you blue in the face, Danny. <laughs> I would just say that Elon can make a comment on anything and he can make or break anything that he comments on, not just Bitcoin. Bitcoin is very early in its adoptive uh, phase in its emergence as a new technology. Bitcoin, to take it a step deeper, is the, is the transition, I feel, from physical store value, okay? How we store value now is we understand we can store physically. And Bitcoin is to change that to a digital store value. So therefore, like Bitcoin is in competition with the stock market, the bond market, the currency market. Bitcoin is in competition with all investment assets like property, like whiskey. It's sort of eating capital out of all of them, but it's very early, okay? Less than, you know, a tiny percentage of the world owns this thing. So it's going to be a volatile and rocky adoption cycle. And one thing with Bitcoin is, Bitcoin isn't a get rich quick. That's where a lot of people go wrong. Bitcoin is a long term. I think it's a perfect thing to build a pension on and a crypto with Dini, that's what we do. Not your only pension, keep your existing, but just another iron in the fire. Let's set up a little plan B pension because over 13 years, this has been the highest performing asset in the world. So why not learn about it and and and, and sort of um, and build a little pension plan yeah, around Do you think people will have heard the stories where someone bought Bitcoin early for pittance, really, effectively, and then made a lot of money? Even just regular folk listening to this show made maybe 20 grand by, I'll just buy a couple of these Bitcoins and see how we get on, if they got out at the right time. Do you think that's still the image of Bitcoin that people have rather than that sort of long-term investment opportunity that you describe? Yeah, I think we all come to Bitcoin as a get rich quick. That was sort of my gateway. Bitcoin almost has this inbuilt marketing because of the volatility that the asset has and it skyrockets up to really crazy prices and people pay attention and media talks about it and then more people come in. Okay, and then it has a market correction or a crash and it's done this in four in sort of four year cycles. But the important information is that anyone who's held Bitcoin for four years in the history of Bitcoin has always been in a better financial position in their Bitcoin wealth denominated in euros or dollars or whatever. So I teach people, if you're not prepared to save in Bitcoin for at least four years, you're probably better off uh, not getting involved in it. And again, Bitcoin sort of rewards deferring your gratification. Every four years, the supply of Bitcoin gets cut in half. And scarcity and value, what makes gold, you know, pound for pound, the most valuable thing on the planet? It's that it's so scarce. In 2024, Bitcoin takes over as gold and it becomes scarcer than gold, all right? And at the moment, the scarcest thing on the planet is worth 10 trillion. In two years' time, Bitcoin becomes the scarcest thing on the planet. You know, logical thinking would think, well, it's got to be worth 10 trillion, though, and at the moment it's worth under half a billion. Maybe who, who controls it, though? Who's making a determination to reduce its availability? Because is it an organization? Is it a group? Or is it an individual? Bitcoin is an amazing invention in that no one even knows who created it. It's an open, permissionless software protocol. Anyone can look at the code. I can't read computer code, but if any, anyone who can can look at it, there's no crazy stuff or hidden stuff. There's no company behind Bitcoin. It's just an open permissionless protocol that people can use or choose not to use. The rules of the protocol are built in that every four years, the supply of Bitcoin is chopped in half. And that's why we get these huge price rallies. Because I, I explain people in the halving, let's say I'm a, a crypto exchange and I sell Bitcoin, okay? And I, at the moment, six Bitcoins are created every 10 minutes, Greg, okay? Six every 10 minutes. So six customers come into my home office here, into the exchange, and they pick up the six Bitcoin and they leave, okay? And every 10 minutes that process happens, Bitcoin's price stays the same, okay? In 2024, I'll only have three on the shelf rather than six. Now, unlike anything else on the planet, okay, 
when the demand goes up, we can bring the supply up. But with Bitcoin, it's the first technology that when the demand increases, we have no ability to increase the supply. So even if we put that to gold, if the price of gold goes to $10,000, more people will mine gold. Gold mines that were unprofitable at seven grand, two grand, are now profitable. So we bring more supply of gold. So we bring price suppression. So Bitcoin doesn't have that. It just has this inbuilt scarcity. That's why we say Bitcoin is money. It's programmed to go up in value over time as opposed to euros, which are programmed to go down in value over time. And that's why we save in a little bit of Bitcoin. We don't have to go 100% all in. I didn't put my parents in that position, but they own some Bitcoin. Yeah, but it's still a bit mysterious, isn't it? Um, and, 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 and maybe people would not have the same protections that they might have with other investments. I mean, we've all seen the ads. Investments can go up as well as down. I think that's yeah. accepted. But for a lot of us, we can understand more cl clearly why that is in terms of maybe stocks or, uh, you know, um, pensions or whatever it might be. Bitcoin, and, and in, in your description there, and by the way, I'm not, uh, not anti-Bitcoin at all. I'm learning as we're having this conversation. It's still a bit mysterious, and I'm just thinking, you know, with the cyber crime that's ongoing at the moment, we don't, we, the uh, the Russians perhaps haven't unleashed all their capabilities. I mean, is there any protections in that regard? You know what I mean? That the market can't be flooded with Bitcoin, or the the code can't be corrupted, because we're talking about people's nest eggs here potentially, uh, Dinny. Yes. So. You're, you're correct in saying with Bitcoin, we don't have the consumer protection. We don't have the regulation. That, in my eyes, is the opportunity. If people have tiny allocations, so that means you're risking maybe 1% of, of your investment portfolio and you can, as your education and conviction uh, builds, you can increase that allocation. But even half to 1% means you have very little capital at risk, but you have access to the highest performing asset in the world. Now, with what you've said about consumer protection, I would like to, to caution your audience that within Bitcoin because there's a misunderstanding and people don't and literally before I was waiting to come on air with you I looked at an email and I have an email from a lady who was scammed for $25,000 and this is happening every day so the most important thing with Bitcoin I feel I know is education before you put your money into it spend a little bit of time on educating and there's great educators I'm one of them there's people all over the world you can pay to do courses you can do stuff for free on YouTube but time and education is going to be your your best return before you before you um, so a lot of the bad press is is not people necessarily losing or being scammed actually with bitcoins it's the scams around sort of bitcoins that people are exploiting maybe these gaps in knowledges and people are investing in they're not investing in anything at all is that what you're saying about making sure that you speak to someone who knows what's what uh, and, and you don't find yourself being scammed around the world of bitcoin but not by it itself yeah so greg what bitcoin is is bitcoin is like cash in the digital world now the majority of fraud in the world happens through cash through united states dollars or euros okay and we, we can understand that if you hand someone 500 euros and they walk away it's like it's hard to undo that transaction with our banking system, we, we do have the protections that if I am scammed, that I send money to someone and they don't sell me the product, well, the banking system has consumer protections where they can reverse that transaction. Within Bitcoin, because Bitcoin acts like cash in the digital world, you can't reverse the transaction. So as the Bitcoin industry catches up, there will be consumer protection built into it. But at the moment, people are vulnerable. So it's not that Bitcoin scammed them. It's just that someone used Bitcoin to, to run a scam, just like someone could use cash. If someone were to invest a thousand euro in Bitcoin, um, what what's a likely return? I mean, you can't promise anything and you've been very clear on that. But I mean, what would be a likely, realistically return and, and of what period of time? Bitcoin's, how Bitcoin historically has, has performed is around 160% 
um, a year. Now it doesn't do that every year. So one year it'll be down 20, the next year it might be up 10, and the next year it could be flat, and then the year after that it goes up 700%. Our line with these halving events. Now while I don't think it's, it, it, it's good to promise people, if you buy Bitcoin, you will get this, because it's an unknown. It's only a 13 year old asset, and that's why we manage our risk accordingly. However, for me, if I was to forecast a Bitcoin price, I think Bitcoin could perform you know, a 50% compound annual returns, possibly over the next decade. And if you walk through that um, at, with a bit of information, you go, well, we're at 20K now. That means by 2024, we have to get to 40K. You know, we're going to double every two years. Yeah, okay, we can get to 40K in a fortnight. If Elon Musk tests, puts out a positive tweet, we get to 40K in an hour, okay? And then we have to get to 80K by 2026. We'll have halved in 2024. That's when we get this huge price rally. And when you work that into a decade, you can sort of go, okay, that means we need a $320,000 Bitcoin by the end of this decade. And can people awesome. can, say, for instance, I invested the thousand euro, and I'm just using that as a figure, and then yeah. it rallies to 2,400. Can you get out of it at that point, if you know what I mean? Yes. Can you say, right, you know what, I'm going to sell these. Will someone buy them at that price? You know, I can't, what, why would anyone be buying Bitcoin at its at its peak, if you know what I mean? Sure. Um, Bitcoin is the most liquid thing on the planet. And that means that you can sell Bitcoin any minute of the day, every day of the year, mm. even on Christmas Day. You can't do that with almost everything else in the world. So it's very easy to get your money into Bitcoin and to get your money out of Bitcoin. You can try and time the market. A lot of people think it's about trading. So you look at charts and you try and buy low and sell high. For me, like the statistics on trading and all these trading platforms will even tell you most, most of our customers lose money doing this. So armed with that information, I'm not interested in trading. Bitcoin. I'm interested in owning Bitcoin in a decade. And it makes life very simple for me. I'm also not interested in buying at the very bottoms because I don't know where they are. Hindsight's 2020. We can look back now and go, why would anyone bought Bitcoin at 70K when now it's 20K? Like, surely that was foolish. But we use what's called to build a Bitcoin position, dollar cost averaging. So just like we allocate to our pension, you know, every month, our regular pension, a portion of our wages goes into the pension. It's the same when we build this alternative plan B pension that you just decide what's your amount. Okay, I'm going to invest 50 euros a month and I'm going to do it on the last Friday of the month and I just do it. I don't even look at the price of Bitcoin. I don't need to because I'm thinking of the value of Bitcoin in the future. I'm thinking like a story I like to say is Blockbuster and Netflix. When, Block, when, when Netflix started, they were this tiny company and Blockbuster had a monopoly on the whole market and Netflix had this digital version of, what, of Blockbuster's physical business okay now in a very short period of time blockbuster had to file for bankruptcy because netflix has completely demonetized their business because we transitioned um from the physical to the digital and i just see humans only move towards technology so i see in this decade and the decades that follow bitcoin continues to monetize and its value to, it, its value today is it's way undervalued it's like netflix stocks when they started as a company yeah, this caller says, although the way Netflix stocks are going, you might have to switch up that analogy, especially to the way Blockbuster shares went up when uh, the Reddit users got involved. But I understand. But that, the analogy. That, that, analogy, yeah. that, that, that analogy might become outdated soon, but I get your point. Well, uh, well, well it, just on that, Greg, the stock market is down 90 years. We haven't crashed as much in regular world. So yeah. I think people are talking about Bitcoin 70% correction. I'm like, I think in relative terms, Bitcoin is holding up amazingly well because our legacy stock market is an absolute ruin. This caller says Bitcoin doesn't exist. It's like grabbing thin air. It's a digital entity with no holding value. If I buy a Bitcoin and lose my computer, the Bitcoin is gone. If I'm online and I buy a virtual fire for 20 euro, it won't heat my house. 
Uh, that's correct. Bitcoin does exist because that's what blockchain technology is. Now, the problem is we all have a we all have to get over the hurdle of can we see something digital that you can't touch or feel or hold have value? OK, but how I push back on that is we I live in the world where I grew up in the physical world and I transitioned to the digital world. And I live in both. But there's generations behind who don't see a difference in physical value and digital like we do, me and you and most people my age and a little bit older. Some people can't understand digital value yet. But if you speak to your kids and say, what did they ask for for Christmas? A lot of them wanted FIFA credits, skins and computer games. You know, none of that stuff. Technically, it does exist. It's just computer code, but it doesn't have a physical. Um, it doesn't exist. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's world. young teenagers literally that at the moment. And you, sorry, you can continue what you were going to say. But there's young ones at the moment playing FIFA are literally trading digitally. And, and they exactly. see a value in what they're doing. They, they paid an initial sum for... Uh, a, a game pack that produced a certain amount of players and they are buying selling players uh, as their value increases and decreases that is ongoing as we speak now it's not real money real world money but young people that's precise they're all digitally trade, trading at the moment many of them yeah so so generations behind us don't see a difference between physical and digital value it's just the same to them it's like i have a bicycle and i have my my skins and computer game if my skins go that's as big a problem to me as my bicycle getting stolen in fact i don't even want a bicycle i'm more interested in the digital so some generations already are there. That's the world we move into where I can get it. And I'll give you one little example how I explain this to people. There's a gold investor, okay? His name's Peter Schiff. He owns a lot of gold. And obviously he's incentivized to bash Bitcoin because Bitcoin is the digital version of his physical product. But he has a son called Spencer, okay? And it's probably a bit of family marketing. But Spencer is very much into Bitcoin and has no time for gold. He's like, dad, why would I want to hold these bars and pay for storage when I can carry them around on my phone? However, the father's going to pass away. The son is going to inherit a load of gold bars. He's never owned them before. He's no interest in them. What, what happens to all those gold, gold bars? Well, Spencer sells them and buys Bitcoin with them. So inevitably, we move into this Bitcoinized world, I suppose. It's just going to take a period of time. It's happening all the while. Even the cigarette industry uh, trying to discredit the vaping industry at the same time buying shares in the vaping industry because they know the direction of traffic. It happens all the while. Uh, right, if uh, people want more information, this online workshop, where do they get the info? And, and it's, you know, it's buyer beware. You're going to give them as much information as you possibly can, but you buy or invest in anything, no matter what it is, there's always an element of risk. And as you said, you know, you don't put all your eggs in any basket in any investment or or purchase, I presume. But how can people get more information uh, about what you're doing, Dinny? Yeah, thanks, Greg. Um, CryptoWithDinny.com, we do free workshops, full disclosure. I do paid consulting and I have paid products, but we do a free workshop called Bitcoin Basics. It's on this Thursday. If you go on to CryptoWithDinny.com, you'll be able to sign up for free. And uh, you'll just get me on the Zoom and we'll be talking a little bit more about Bitcoin and it'll be time for a full Q&A at the end so you can ask me anything. All right, interesting. Thanks, Denny. Appreciate it. Denny Collins, he runs Crypto with Denny. It's not going to be for everyone, but as I say, everyone's not everyone's talking about it. A lot of people are talking about it, and just to try and give you some information. A caller says, forget Bitcoin, tulips, uh, tulip bulbs are the next big thing. All right, okay. Another caller says, I invested 10K on Bitcoin prior to COVID. I, for a fact, made 20 grand. They doubled their money. Will I invest again? They say, no, I think it was a lucky break, nothing else. Okay. Another, if everyone turns to Bitcoin, how are they going to pay tax, corporate tax, since the government won't accept it? Well, if there was that big a transition to Bitcoin, uh, you don't seriously think the government are going to leave themselves uh, short on pocket? I don't think so. Right, we'll get more of your comments after the break. Stay where you are. It's the 9 till noon show. We're into the last 10 minutes. 
Have you bought your NCBI Radio Bingo book yet? Contribute to this fantastic charity and be in with a chance to win daily cash prizes of €400. Euro. Books are now available from your local retailer. At On Post, we believe in giving you more power over how you buy.